This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Welcome in to the OBR Newswire Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jared Mueller, flying solo again today, but for the last time this week that I'll be flying solo as I take over for Jake Burns while he is enjoying some much-needed downtime. Uh, The rest of the week, it looks like I will be joined one night by Fred. Uh, Then Stephen will join me for his comedic take on, and honestly, serious take on things. And then uh, one of our newest providers, uh, Johnny, will join me uh, as well this week. So this is the last week you only have, or the last day you only have to hear from me this week. Uh, Poor planning on my part, as well as just life getting in the way. But but before we get into today's short topic, uh, talking about where the Browns are when it comes to player acquisition and things like that, um, a call from, from DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you, and while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. But many of your favorite local restaurants, like ours here in um, where we live, we love supporting some of our local restaurants But by using DoorDash um, because they're open still uh, for delivery too. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot like we do, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. All one word, BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees with DoorDash. So I hope everybody's had a good Monday, as good as Mondays can be for us. Uh, for for many Browns fans uh, who are also Indians fans, we saw a huge trade uh, with Mike Clevenger. Uh, but what we also saw is that Logan Ryan did not sign with the team. And so um, as, as we kind of have back-to-back days of players that Browns fans would at least be interested in the team adding, with Yannick Ngakwe going to uh, the Minnesota Vikings in a trade for a second-round pick and a conditional pick uh, that starts as a fifth-rounder, can move all the way up to being a third-rounder. That is a blow. That is a a player that that many saw as a great long-term fit across from Miles Garrett. 
Uh, and then you have Logan Ryan going to the New York Giants for one year and like seven and a half million dollars. Again, a player that Browns fans were interested in seeing come on who goes someplace else. And so I think it's important that we we talk a little bit about why and what and, and really what we've seen from the Browns when it comes to player acquisition this offseason and what we may be able to uh, take away from it. And so when we look at this Browns offseason, when it comes to adding players, we kind of see things in really two phases. Um, and then there's a third, which is they're not really interested at all, either based on the price tag or just based on the player. So there are going to be those players, right? There are players that uh, the Browns just have no interest in because they're going to be making $30 million a year and they don't fit, or they're just not a player that the Browns like. Uh, Leonard Fournette might be a good example of a player that may have some skill and talent in the league, uh, but given uh, what the Browns have currently with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, given Leonard Fournette's style, which is not exactly... uh, perfectly fitted for the zone blocking scheme he's just a player that the Browns may not be interested in even though he has talent right and so talent isn't the only thing now Fournette as a running back uh, according to the Jaguars and according to most reports um, they couldn't find a trading partner for him for even like a fifth sixth or seventh round pick and some people are wondering why and that's really easy he's set to make four million dollars and that's a pretty high salary right now for a running back even a 25 year old but there are that kind of section of players that the Browns just either won't be interested in because of talent, because of fit, uh, because of age. Age is going to be an important one. The Browns are are generally looking at players that uh, will be turning 30 during their contract uh, or at the end of their contract that they'll be signing with the Browns. Uh, not a lot of players who will be uh, 30 or are 30 already. That's just really not kind of the primary players that they're looking at. Obviously, there are exceptions like Andrew Sudejo, Case Keenum, and those guys. Um, and so that's one section. Um, the, the other section and kind of the primary one that we saw was the Browns, based on this offseason, are extra aggressive when it's a player that they want. And we saw that really, really early, right? So Austin Hooper, one of the big, uh, the first big name kind of off the board this offseason. It's hard to remember. It was so long ago. But Austin Hooper, Jack Conklin, those are two guys that came off the board really, really quickly. And the Browns were aggressive in making sure they got them signed, right? So um, it's not that the that the Browns and the new front office is against spending money or even going after high-end players, but there seems to have be a set of players. Um, it's not that they're black and white per se, but there's a set of players that the Browns are going to get or they're going to do everything in their power to get um and so they did that but they didn't just do that with the with the high-end players like hooper and njoku we also saw pretty early signing a lot of guys to one-year deals especially on the defensive side of the ball and so you saw the andrew billings the kevin johnson's the carl joseph's we saw a lot of those moves come off very very quickly for the browns right so um, it was. They made it really clear that these were players that they wanted. They wanted, um, looks like, just for one year. Maybe some of them they wanted more than one year, but were really interested in the player. So overall, they made sure they got the player. But the Browns really had one kind of pot of players, one group of players that they were ultra aggressive on. They made it happen, and they made the players want to sign pretty quickly, right? So whether that was a little extra money, their role with a team, a variety of things. 
So those are kind of the, the first two. Those are the two ends of the spectrum, right? You have the players that they're just not interested in, most likely the Leonard Fournettes of the world, right? And then you have the players that they're going to do whatever they can to get right away. The Austin Hoopers, um, the Jack Conklins, the Kevin Johnsons, the Andrew Billings, the players that they see as important priorities for their roster. So before we get to that third group, though, we got to talk about something that that is exciting that we're looking forward to, and that's Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With the NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv TV and use the promo code BlueWire. That's all one word, BlueWire at NFLSundayTicket.tv because Sundays are coming, folks. And and so who's coming this Sunday or the, uh, sorry, two Sundays from now? You know, we're really looking at kind of that that third group of players for the Browns. Really, is that group that falls in the middle? That's players that the Browns may have some interest in, but maybe they haven't prioritized. But they still have some interest in, but it's at the right price. So they don't fall into either of those kind of categories. And it looks like, and it seems like, there are at least some big-name players that fall into those categories that we have talked about throughout the offseason on the OBR, uh, whether it's on the podcast, on the site, whatever. And so three of them uh, that are real easy, two of them most recently, and and one just kind of been this hanger-on or conversation is obviously Yannick Ndokwe, uh, Logan Ryan, and then Jadavion Clowney. And so we can talk about all three of them in different levels, but I think the most important thing to talk about and, and make sure we get out front is this. The Browns have made it really, really clear that for them, there are thresholds that for these type of players that they're just not willing to go. So Yannick Ngakwe was traded for a second-round pick and what could become a third-round pick. To be honest, I don't think the Browns have any trouble with that that could become a third-round pick because based on what that is, is um, from what we understand, it would be a fourth-round pick if Ngakwe is a part of the Pro Bowl, I believe, or is an All-Pro, uh, and then becomes a third-round pick if the Vikings, in this case, win or make the Super Bowl, and I forget which one it is, or I don't know if we have the exact details, but I don't think the Browns actually, that conditional third-round pick in not next year's draft, but the following year's draft, I think they would have been okay with, right? That that just seems realistic. It's just that that second-round pick added on is just a lot for this specific reason. That trade is a gamble, right? No matter what Ngakwe or his agents say to the Browns or to the Vikings, the reality is, is that the Browns, are, and if they would have made the deal, the only known option they would have had was to franchise tag him again next year. That's the only for sure option the Browns had to continue to have his services for a rather large price tag, right? So a second round pick, we're talking about in the last two drafts, that's Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams, all right? Those are supposed to be, again, Delbert Hurt. Greedy had actually an okay first year and hopefully is getting better in his second year. Those are supposed to be star-level players in the second round, right? So second-round pick and a fifth that could become a third. That's a star-level player and a hopefully starter or starter-level player, depending on where that um, pick falls in that conditional pick. 
for a player who in a certainty the best case scenario is that the Browns could have franchise tagged him another year. Now, there can be some behind-the-scenes deals, this, that, or the other, but what we saw with Ngakwe in, in Jacksonville is when he makes a decision that he does or doesn't like something, he he's just pretty strong-willed. And so for the Browns and for the Vikings, there's a, they're rolling the dice. And so for the Browns, they put a threshold on that. What's that gamble worth, right? And I think we all do that. We all kind of go to the store and see a new product or a product we've seen for a while, but we, we haven't been so sure of. And maybe we're not willing to spend $5 on it, but when it's on sale for 3 or when it's on sale for 2 for 6 or whatever it is, all of a sudden we're like, you know what, that, that gamble is worth it. And so we saw that with a trade kind of conversation as we know the Browns have been involved in that trade conversation. There, for them, that risk, that gamble just wasn't worth it. The same thing with Logan Ryan. While we all think of, you know, the New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans and, and defensively, Ryan has been a cornerback most of his life. For the Browns would probably transition into uh, a free safety kind of role, something he played some of here and there throughout his career, but just not as comfortable. And so when you're talking about uh, kind of rolling the dice, $7.5 million, even though the Browns have cap space, is a large number for a one-year player, a one-year deal for a player who is transitioning positions, new team, only has a little while to get ready, all of those kind of things. So for the Browns, again, I don't know what their level of interest in with, is with Logan Ryan. Maybe it's five million. Maybe it was four and a half. Maybe it's six. I don't know, but it's important. And I I wrote about this a, a long time ago for the OBR. It's important that the Browns stay disciplined. Because what, whatever their goals are, whatever their plans are, they have to win and succeed their way. You don't want an organization going outside of their values, going outside of what they think is important. You never want that, okay? I don't care what we're talking about. You never want an organization doing things that doesn't fit because you want them to succeed or fail based on what they do, what they believe in, who they are, all of those kind of things, instead of kind of a mishmash where they're just really not kind of all on the same page. And it's one of the things that we know in the offseason is it was all about kind of getting alignment and getting everybody on the same page. So when you look at Logan Ryan, listen, I don't care if I do care if it's, you know, like a half million dollars, right? So if the Browns were only willing to do seven, but he would have come here for seven and a half, the same thing he signed with New York. Obviously, they need to have some flexibility and we don't know where their flexibility is. But if it's a, a million and a half, if it's two million dollars, if there's a if there's a difference, the Browns need to be disciplined to stick to their guns. Discipline is hard. But if they value something in a certain number, that's where they're gonna go. And I think you saw that with Yannick or uh, Jadavion Clowney as well. <clears throat> they made it very clear that they were interested in Clowney all off season. Like that's that's not been a, a pretty big secret. That's not a like hid, hidden thing. I know we made it very clear for our subscribers um, pretty early in this process uh, that Clowney was on the board, uh, but it takes two to tango. And so the Browns made it really clear they were interested in him at this level. Um, and, and Clowney seemingly made it clear that the Browns were in the running, but maybe not his highest priority for a variety of reasons. So the Browns stuck to their guns and, and later decided to restructure Olivier Vernon, which is another example of them saying to a player, we value you, but we value you not at $16 million, but more at the 
10-11, I forget exactly what his number ended up being, uh, plus incentives value. Like, just very clearly communicating, this is kind of where we see this, this is where we see you, uh, can we get this done kind of thing. And so, I think as we as we move forward, as we, as we look forward, it seems to, at least in our first year under Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, it seems to be that the Browns kind of have three uh, pots that they put players in. The one is that they're just not interested. That's pretty simple. The the other we saw early, which is where the Browns get really aggressive, whether it's high-end, big price, big ticket, Austin Hoopers, uh, Jack Conklin types, or one-year deals on players that they really want, they really think they fit their system, whatever it is, uh, they've just very clearly in that second pot are just like, boom, we want these guys, let's go get them. And then the third pot is really the more frustrating area, where the Browns have to be disciplined to themselves, uh, what they want, what they need, what they think is important for the team, which means they may miss out on players. It look, it, you know, in in some people's regard, they've missed out on Ngakwe, they missed out on Logan Ryan, they've missed out on Jadavian Clowney. But for the Browns, they haven't missed out on anybody, because you to miss out on somebody, you have to have push, 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 and then still moved on to somebody else, um, or just their money, you know, went out into crazy land. Uh, but the reality is, is Ngakwe. The deal that second year, or the second round pick and the fifth round pick that could become a third, if Ngakwe signs a deal, an ex, not an extension, but a, a new contract next offseason, then that's a great deal, right? Even if it's a second round pick and a third round pick for a young pass rusher, that's a really, really good deal. The risk, the gamble just wasn't where it needed to be for the Browns. And then the, you know, the players like Logan Ryan, maybe that was too much money for him transitioning. Uh, And Jadavion Clowney is a player who is bigger in name. So as you, as we start to kind of process what the Browns do, we may even see this after cut down day. You may see the Browns be pretty darn aggressive towards specific players, maybe signing them as quickly or claiming them as quickly as possible. And then you might see other additions, you know, after week one where a veteran can be brought in. Again, whether that's the Earl Thomases of the world or, I don't know, Eric Berry. I'm just kind of throwing random names out there. Um, You know, after week one, those veterans' uh, contracts are not guaranteed for the rest of the season, but those may be some of those players in the middle where the Browns are interested but don't have to have kind of thing. So um, as we kind of wrap up for today and then look forward to uh, the rest of the week with Steven and Johnny and Fred, um, we're going to finish off with um, bet online. Um, It's playoff time. Uh, Did someone say playoffs? I mean, listen, playoffs for the Browns, that's that's the goal, right? Uh, NBA and NHL are playing for their gold right now. Uh, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. The MLB season is pushing forward. The trade deadline just ended. So uh, with the MLB season pushing into the fall, there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for spending some time with me this Tuesday morning. And go Browns.